Biggest third down in Bryce Young's career. He need 10. Play clock at four. From the pocket. Launching downfield. Underthrown and intercepted. Keely Ringo has an escort down the sidelines. All the way to the end zone. And Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide. Time for the Mad Dog Show, coming to you live from the Park Group studio in the heart of the Bulldog Nation. The Mad Dog Show is proudly sponsored by The Sanford Company, Fincher's Barbecue, Sellers Construction, Go Clean Coat, Cherokee Brick, Progressive Communications, Jay Lee Attorney at Law, Ortho Georgia, Pelicano Construction, Jags Pizzeria and Pub, Bib Distributing, The Butler Auto Group, The Park Group, Corporate Connection, The Dog Bone, and Bulldog Illustrated. Now, here he is, your host, The Mad Dog. Welcome back to the only podcast where you get to hear what you feel. No one is consistently out there bashing Alabama and Ohio State and Notre Dame. No one is consistently crushing the mainstream media, lauding their manufactured narratives. Here's one for you. Michigan is the fourth best team in the country. You believe that, right? Michigan. And and that's because they've beaten Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, and Maryland at home barely. Tennessee's better. Kentucky's better. Arkansas is better. Hell, Texas A&M or Florida are better. I'd love to see the lines on that. And given the gift of time, it will be proven to one and all that Michigan is actually not the fourth best team in the country because I will prove the AP wrong again per usual. But I, let's let's not start negative. Let's not start this out on a negative note. Let's start positive. We've done some positive things here. First of all, we launched the Mailman for Heisman which needed to be done. And I don't know why anybody else hadn't done it. And as you know, Stetson Fleming Bennett, the fourth, AKA Stequavius is also known as the mailman. Why is he known as the mailman? Because he wore an iconic United States post office hat during his recruiting cycle. Why did he do that? Well, the reason he does that is because he always delivers and you can't argue with his results. So no natty in 41 years, and then you have this walk-on quarterback, boom, he delivers a natty. And that was just his first movie in this franchise because the sequel to that movie is his coming back and him winning a Heisman and him winning a back-to-back -back natty. So again, to commemorate this, we've created Mailman for Heisman, which you can get at www.themaddog.com. Those are being made by our friends and sponsors at Corporate Connection. So if you're here locally in Macon, go by Corporate Connection on Forsyth Road. If not, if you're, you know, Frank Dye in the Dominican Republic, then what you do is you use the interweb and you go to www.themaddog.com and you get them there. The problem has been keeping them in stock and I have been assured by corporate connection that we are now stocked up so get in there order those things you keep ordering we'll keep making them now the second thing that we did the second positive things we did 
which was easily cooler than making a t-shirt was we launched the mad dog magic campaign with malcolm mitchell what is it it's a season-long charity campaign for malcolm mitchell's share the magic foundation what do they do well it's a charity dedicated to inspiring kids to learn to read for free and the basic premise is this the higher your reading level the higher your level of success in life Someone with an MBA typically achieves a higher level of success than someone with a GED, which is not to say someone with a GED is not going to achieve a high level of success. That happens all the time. But generally speaking, that is the case. So the premise of it is simple yet brilliant, and the scope of it is endless. And, you know, he started right here in the state of Georgia, and it's, it's just a beautiful concept. So we thought, well, hey, how could we help? with this wonderful cause. And so here's what we did. Chad Brooks is a friend of mine here in Macon. Chad works for Microsoft. And I knew that anytime Chad makes a charitable donation, Microsoft will match that. So I went to Chad Brooks and I said, hey, Chad, here's this wonderful charity. Why don't we do this? Why don't you donate $1,250 to this foundation, to Malcolm Mitchell's foundation? What does that trigger? That triggers Microsoft to then match that with $1,250 of their own. That triggers the Mad Dog Show to match that 2,500 with our 2,500. And then that triggers Colony Bank to match both of us with $5,000. I said, how does that sound, Chad Brooks? He sounds like said that sounds like a game-winning touchdown. So why Colony Bank, you say? Well, I just so happen to know the CEO of Colony Bank, which is Heath Fountain. Heath is a graduate of the Terry College of Business, and he is a friend. And Colony Bank's mission is to promote financial literacy to youth. So there's financial literacy from Colony Bank. There's youth literacy from Share the Mag Magic Foundation. So it's like peanut butter and jelly. It's two great tastes that taste great together. So how are we going to do it? It's real simple. Malcolm is working with his team at Share the Magic Foundation to create a special hot button on his website that will simply say Mad Dog Magic click donate done there will be w9 information available for tax purposes it's going to be simple and easy to do and at the end of the year we're going to tally up the money from this campaign that you raised for share the magic foundation give them a big check and everyone will feel like they did when they woke up last january 11th remember that glorious warm and fuzzy feeling you're going to feel like that so with that here we go get the picture we're going to change it up a little bit First, we're going to rewind last Saturday, and we're going to fast forward to next Saturday. That is followed by the Mad Dog Injury Report, sponsored by Ortho Georgia, featuring University of Georgia offensive lineman Dr. Ryan Snetzer. Next, we got Vance Levy, editor of Bulldog Illustrated. That's followed by Deke Wiggins from the Dogbone Online. And then he's back. Buffalo joins us with his special report. Then we have Dogger, our gambling guru. His picks never miss. And we round it out with Mad Dog's top 12. And I can assure you it looks vastly different from the AP top 12. So first, let's rewind Saturday. So rewinding, we had the perfect sunny September Saturday in Athens. The temperature was perfect and our execution was not. But it wasn't as bad as the 39 to 22 score. And look. We shouldn't have been surprised by this. If you'd been listening to Kirby Smart all week long, he'd been telling you Kent State is a good team. And, and me and you and everybody else, we didn't believe that. We didn't listen. We thought that was coach speak. And he was right. 
We played a well-coached team. I was there. They played crisp. They played clean. They played fundamentally sound football. They were not intimidated by us, and they didn't flinch one bit. On the other hand, and I know you were traumatized by our sloppy, sluggish sleepwalk on Saturday, we looked like it was possible that maybe the team wanted to go out and pre-celebrate a victory. Regardless of that, look, we had three turnovers, which changes everything. It makes it a completely different game. We had key players out like A.D. Mitchell, like Arian Smith, like Jalen Carter. But despite the score, Stetson, a.k.a. the mailman, he delivered. He had a 75% completion rate. He threw for almost 300 yards, and he had an amazing rushing TD. Why is that important? I'll tell you why it's important. He is in super rarefied air right now. He is the first QB since Heisman Trophy winner Tim Tebow to have four straight games with at least 250 passing yards and a rushing TD. That is an amazing statistic, and I'm going to tell you why it is even more amazing. Because Bryce Young didn't do that. Joe Burrow didn't do that. Kyler Murray didn't do that. Baker Mayfield didn't do that. Lamar Jackson didn't do that. Marcus Mariota didn't do that. Jameis Winston didn't do that. Johnny Football Manziel didn't do it. Cam Newton didn't do it. And Sam Bradford didn't do it. So the last 10 Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks did not do what Stetson just did. You have to go all the way back to Tim Tebow in 2007. So it's been 15 years since a Heisman Trophy winning QB has done that. And I want you to hear that. And I want you to tell your friends that because the world needs to know about it because ESPN's not talking about it. Have you read that? Did anybody just read to you the last 10 quarterbacks who won a Heisman Trophy that have not done that? Listen, this is the mailman for Heisman headquarters. If I haven't made that clear already, but I digress. Let's get back to the game. Lad McConkey. A poor guy, you know, on the one hand, he had a bad day. Uh, on the other hand, he still led the receivers. He led the team, actually, in receiving. Lad is a college guy. He is a college kid. Lad needs love. We're going to need him. So I'm just saying, any of you that I've heard out there, I've heard some chirping, people bashing about him, having a bad day. We all have bad days. Fortunately for us, they're not in front of 100,000 people watching us at the same time. They're not in front of millions of people on TV. And I don't know about you, but most of us watching this are not, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. So if you had your bad day put out there on the internet and in front of 100,000 people to see, how would you feel about it? I don't think he'd feel too good. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't feel good about it. So the last thing he needs is any of your naysaying. Support the team regardless. Support the players regardless. Now, for everybody holding their breath about Kenny McIntosh's injury, breathe. Just breathe deep. This is crazy. I talked to him. I ran into him after the game. I saw him walking off the field with a big bag of ice on his leg. He was with his mom. And I said, yo, K-Mac, you good? And he looked over at me and he said, yeah, I'm going to be fine. With a slight nod of the head. So then he asked for my autograph. I said, no, no, I'm not doing autographs right now, Kenny Mac. And, of course, I'm kidding. Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers continues to look like Superman out there. You saw what I saw. It's a rare thing of beauty. It's an incredible sight to behold. 
Darnell Washington continues to look like the Incredible Hulk. I pity anyone who is getting blocked by him. I pity anyone who is trying to tackle him. It's almost not fair. Kendall Milton looks awesome, speaking of running backs. Dejon Edwards looks awesome. He looks fantastic, in fact. I think he had more yards than any of our other running backs on Saturday. MRJS, Marcus Rosemi, Jack Saint, number one. He's doing a great job, too. Ditto, you know, Blaylock. Ditto, Kiers Jackson and Meeks. And then we got A.D. Mitchell coming back this week. We got Arian Smith coming back this week ahead of schedule. All right, now the defense. Our average points per game jumped from 3.3 to 8. Ten of those points on Saturday were due to turnovers. One of the touchdowns earlier in the season was a trash touchdown. But at the end of the day, who cares about average points scored, average points allowed? No one should because the only stat that matters is your record. That's it, period. I'm excited about this defense. Yes, it's got youth. Yes, we've been able to play a lot of these young players. We've been able to give them meaningful snaps, get them a lot of playing time. And that's going to matter not only, you know, later on in this year, it's going to pay off big time next year. So this defense, it, it's led by a veteran core of guys that is rock solid. Jalen Carter, also going to be back this week, plus Keely Ringo, plus Chris Smith plus Nolan Smith, plus Robert Beal, and a heaping helping of the man they call Dirty Dan Jackson. And that's one hell of a core, one hell of a nucleus, if you will. And to this stout core, you need to learn some of the following newer names and numbers. And here they are. Zion Logue, number 96. Nazir Stackhouse, number 78. Warren Brinson, number 97. Bill Norton, number 45. Chaz Chambliss, number 32. Michael Williams, number 13. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, it's a mouthful, and he's a big, big guy, number 95. Trammell Walthour, number 90. Bear Alexander, another big guy, number 99. Jamon Dumas Johnson, a.k.a. Pop, number 10. Smile Monday, number 2. He needs a nickname, by the way. Malachi Stark, so I'm sure you're already familiar with, number 24. Kamari Lasseter, number 3. And last but not least, Tyke Smith, number 23. So learn these names and numbers if you haven't already. Last year's defense is gone, in case you haven't figured that out yet. This crew is not just going to be okay. They're going to be elite, too. This five stars, this five-star talent aside, I've got six reasons why I know that they will be elite, and here they are. Number one, Trey Scott, D-line coach. Number two, Chidera, Uzo, Darib, outside linebackers coach. Number three, Fran Brown, defensive backs coach. Number four, Glenn Schumann, inside linebackers and co-defensive coordinator. Number five, co-defensive coordinator, Will Muschamp. And last but not least, number six, the fifth reason, CKS coach Kirby Smart. This just in. This guy knows what he's doing. So there's your rewind. You feel better now? Good. Now let's fast forward to Missouri. But first, we got to rewind them, too. Boy, oh boy, did they take a big old smelly dump in their own bed. Auburn tried as hard as they could to lose this game. They tried to lose, and in doing so, they tried to fire their coach, Coach Harson. But Missouri said, no, we won't accept your win on a silver platter. We choose not to score a TD in regulation, although we had plenty of time. We choose to miss a field goal that was the equivalent of an extra point. 
We choose not to score a touchdown in overtime. We choose to fumble on the goal line and take our loss. We hate Auburn so much that we will lose to Brian Harson so that he could coach another week. The sports world could not quit talking about this game. I watched the ending and I couldn't believe it either. I've never seen anything like it. I just hope they don't rally around it. But even if they do it, it wouldn't matter because let's face it, Missouri sucks. But the line is only 27 and a hook. And we'll have to ask our gambling guru, Dogger, about that later. Their coach is Eli Drinkwich. He's a nice guy. He's an odd, odd choice for a head coach. But then again, who wants to coach there? The answer, no one that is any good. The quarterback is a sophomore named Brady Cook. He's allegedly a dual threat. So far this year, nothing has been threatening about him. His primary target is Luther Burden. You may remember him. We were in a recruiting battle for him. He ended up choosing Missouri. I'm sure he regrets that right about now. I mean, that's it. There's really no other real weapons to speak about. They have a handful of dudes to watch on defense. Nobody worth bringing up. So let me summarize it thusly. They suck. We don't. We win. It's a 730 kick. So eat, drink, and be merry. Now it's time for the injury report sponsored by Ortho Georgia featuring UGAA offensive lineman Dr. Ryan Snetzer. The Mad Dog Injury Report with Dr. Ryan Schnetzer. Dr. Ryan Schnetzer, how you doing, my friend? Doing good, doing good. Glad to be back. Glad to have you back. Excited to have you back and talk about some big names coming back. Let's start with A.D. Mitchell. What are you hearing? Yeah, it sounds like we've got a couple guys uh, set to come back this week. I think they still have him kind of listed as questionable, but I think it sounds like they're going to let him get out there and uh, and uh, and play this week. So I, at the game, it's kind of hard to see a lot of times, but I heard that Jalen Carter kind of was played sparingly. Is that kind of what you saw? And we're kind of hopeful that he'll be back at full speed. Yeah, I don't think he played any meaningful snaps uh, on okay. defense. I think he got in on a few uh, special teams maybe, but that was about it. I think they're still just kind of like, you know, letting him get, get a little bit in, but want to kind of save him, uh, let him get, you know, fully over this ankle injury. Um, hopefully that means he'll, he'll be back this week at full speed. And speaking of ankle injuries, Arian Smith is coming back, it seems like shockingly fast from that surgery. That's way ahead of your timetable and mine too. What, what do you think's going on there? You know, it's hard to say. Like I said, we still don't know exactly what they did. Um, but, you know, it sounds like they're, they're letting him get out there and he's running some reps and uh, there's a good chance we might see him out there on Saturday. Is there any chance that as a former player in the future, you could maybe access medical files so you could do a post-op review of the surgery? Yeah, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, there's probably a HIPAA issue there, too, that, uh, that would preclude that. Yeah. Um, an another guy who's going to really be thrust into a bigger spotlight who's coming back from injury is Tyke Smith, and that's primarily due to Billy Poole deciding to hang up his cleats. Javon Buller's incident this weekend. So Tyke, you know, blew his knee out. I, I think it was October of last year. Does that yeah, sound yeah, right? Yeah. I think that sounds about right. October, they would have just uh, – who was before Florida? I think right that game was before Florida, wasn't it? Yeah, so that would have been – the, the mid-October would have been when he blew it out because there's always an off week. Yep. So, I mean, in today's world, with the wonders of modern medicine, at this point, if everything went properly, he should be completely good to go, correct? Right. I think, you know, now you're looking at most of these guys coming back off these ACL injuries, certainly in less than a year. 
you know, five, you know, 10 years ago, it was always at least a year. And now we're looking at, you know, anywhere between that six and nine month mark, mm-hmm. most nine months, which I mean, that puts him, you know, he's right at about 11 months now. So he's, he's right in there. And then I, I think you said before that a lot of times, you know, physically they're back, but it's a, it's a big psychological hurdle for them to, to trust that knee again. Yeah, you know, I think that's the hardest thing coming out of these ACL injuries. These guys just got to be able to trust that knee and trust that they can do what they what they did before they were injured. Um, so, you know, they may be 100% from a physical standpoint, but mentally they just got to get in there. I think uh, to get a few hits, make a make a big play, make some, something just to really get them over that over that last little hurdle. I've blown my knee out twice, two ACLs, and I still don't trust it 20 years later. So, yeah. I, And I'm not running around on a football field at high speed, having high-speed collisions. So I, I get it. I'm very hopeful for him. You know, he's an All-American, somebody who came in, you know, with such promise last year and then had the injury bug. And then right when he's coming back, he blew his knee out. So uh, his getting well could not have come at a better time for us, and I'm really hopeful that he's going to step into that star role and be able to fill it without any problems. Yeah, we're, we're going to need him this week, and, uh, you know, we don't know how long uh, or what's going to happen with, uh, with Bullard, so we're really going to need him to step it up and, uh, and uh, make some plays for us. So, speaking of him, I mean, in the past when you played, if a player got into a situation like that with a little, let's call it a little legal trouble, what would happen? Would it be back then it seems like you might be gone for the season? Yeah, you know, I think they made well while I was there, they made a kind of a standardized policy across the athletic department. I think it was like, you know, first offense was like a ten percent of your season suspension. So for football, it was usually one game, and uh, there's some other internal things you have to do. Um, I'm sure there's been some modifications to that since since I'm since I've been gone. So I don't know what that is, but I would expect at least a game. Uh, you know, maybe more. Yeah, I don't know what the, what the new rules are on that, but I think I think a game. It sounds reasonable. Ten percent of the season for a first offense. Um, so we'll we'll see what what the uh, what it turns out to be, though. Well, hopefully uh, in the future, legal injuries are not a topic that we will need to dwell on. <laughs> but uh, you know, they're college kids. It happens. Glad nobody was hurt. Um, I guess. Are there any other injuries you can think of that we need to 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 hit? Not really. I think, you know, we talked about A.D. Mitchell and Aaron Smith and, uh, and Tyke. So I think, you know, the only thing is, and we talked about Jalen Carter, hopefully he's getting back full speed. Um, I think that sounds about right. about it? Well, I know that you have a, uh, a charity engagement to get to, so I appreciate you squeezing us in. All right. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate you really having me on. All right. Thanks, Dr. Snesser. We'll see you next week. I'll right, see you next week, bud. It's time for the breakdown with Bulldog Illustrated's Vance Levy. And now we welcome Vance Levy from Bulldog Illustrated. What's up, my man? Mad Dog, what is happening? Man, you know, I'm just happy to be here, happy that we're undefeated, happy that we're number one in the country because I don't think we could say that this time last year, could we? Nope, nope. We held on to it, for better or for worse. But, you know, like you've already touched on, uh, last week was not – at all a bad thing. Uh, Kirby did warn us. He did. Uh, that team was very good. And, I mean, they were impressive, man. I mean, they were hitting. I mean, that quarterback, I, I was like, he had Stetson Wills in an NFL arm. He was impressive. He was. I was very impressed by all of them. 
you know, and, and like I said, they were not intimidated by us. They didn't flinch. And it was just like, whip the man in front of you. Yep. Well, and like you said, I mean, lad, there's nothing. I mean, the guy had not made a mistake up until this game. So what's wrong with him diarrhea and then having them all in one game, right? If I you're going to do that, do it against Kent State. Right. And, and I again, mean, I mean, and he still led the team in receiving. Yeah. So, so I mean, he had he had two bad plays. Well, and I kind of like it. You know, it's it's fun to see Georgia fans like after the game. You know, people they want me to somehow tell them something that makes them feel better, and I'm like, listen, the other people want to they want to make good plays, they want to win too, and sometimes they make good plays, and this. Thankfully, they didn't win, but it's okay. I mean, they're not showing up just to let us roll them. I mean, let's be clear about that. Yeah, I mean, the, the big check they get doesn't go to the players. They, yeah. they want to sh- come in there and say, you know, that they whipped whoever it was they played. They want to be able to show their friends the film and say, hey, look here where I went up against whoever. Name a defensive lineman. I got well, the best I, of them on this play. Yeah, I was at something the night before the game, and Kirby spoke, and he, you know, he had not changed his tune, trying to plead with people to understand. And he went as far to say, uh, they were the best team they had faced as far as watching the film. So, like, and I told somebody this about a couple hours ago. He's like, "So they, you think they were better than Oregon?" I was like, "Well, with the film he watched, I, for sure." So, and, and he had film of them against quality opponents like Oklahoma, right? Ten to three at half out in Norman. I mean, yeah. Uh, but I did just see his uh, Kirby's report today, and of course he he's dead on. He's like uh, five over five hundred yards of offense. Hard to say it was a bad game. Uh, he had one other thing. Let, let me try to. Anyhow, I mean, he was just saying. You know, when you look back at it, it's very hard to, to, to like, be. It was a bad game. We, we did a lot of good things. And, you know, unfortunately, Javon Buller found himself in some trouble. But, you know, hopefully he'll, you know, whatever. I think Kirby said, that obviously, they're going to handle that internally. But, you know, that, too, is, you know, a lesson to, to the team that, you know, you got to watch your P's and Q's and, Thankfully, nothing, you know, harm came out of it other than a, a 19, 20-year-old making a poor decision after being out on Saturday night. Uh, did you know anybody in college that had that happen? <laughs> no, I didn't know anyone. Most of my friends were in the library, you know, trying to get ahead of their studies for the coming week. Um, I will you know, say- I will often compare the football team to like a fraternity. You know, there's roughly yeah. 85 to 100 meatheads. <laughs> and, and without a doubt, there were five or ten, you know, and thankfully we, we don't even have that many right now that we're dealing with some scrapes, you know. Yeah. Uh, so and sometimes you sometimes you get away with them and sometimes you don't. And uh, as typically happens, I'm sure he will come back from this uh, suspension in the best shape of his life. Yeah, and he's got a neat family. I've gotten to meet them, the, uh, I think, in Oregon, and then again uh, the next game. So uh, they're so pumped for where he is. So, I mean, you know, again, I had my scrapes, and, and, and thankfully I survived them. 
Yeah, we we both were fortunate to survive our time in Athens. Javon is he's from Millersville, right? That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's so he's little, basically local local guy. Little middle Georgia guy. That's right. That's yep. right. We'll take him. So we got Missouri coming up. Missouri, Mizzou. I don't like Mizzou. I like to call him Missouri. Um, yep. What What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, interesting enough, Kirby, you know, just tonight talked about how, you know, defensively their front, he called them massive and said they're always very physical. Uh, you know, you said earlier nobody wants to coach Missouri, but, you know, it wasn't too long ago that Gary Pickle had them very successful. And uh, I know, I know. Yeah, and unfortunately it, it, it would appear that Drinkwitz is – probably not going to pan out, uh, you know, but they obviously pickle pinkle, wasn't it pinkle? Yeah. Gary pinkle. Yeah. I mean, he was a defensive guy. Uh, I forget where he is these days. I think he's somewhere. Is he at, mm, was he at Arkansas at one point or something? Well, wasn't, wasn't Barry Odom in there? Yeah. Barry Odom's there. Yeah. yeah Pink, he might've retired, but it, I think he did. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the defense, obviously, the, their defense is carried over from those days. Uh, I'm with you. I, I hate the way Missouri lost because, uh, as I wrote this week, I mean, what better way to try to come out of that disaster of a loss than to have the number one team come in? And, you know, uh, th that would fix things real quick to have a, a, a Donnie Brook go late. So, I think, you know, Georgia just has to jump on people. Uh, we've proven uh, if fast starts, uh, you can then make the other team realize, oh, we really weren't supposed to be in the game with these people. So, you know, talent-wise, we should be superior. But, you know, you can't, you can't be careless with the football. Yeah, hopefully we'll fix that little – turnover issue and like you said jump on them early and just kind of impose our will so that not they won't obviously they won't give up but they'll they'll know that there's just there's not going to win and there's not a chance they're going to win and they're they're fighting for dignity at that point right and i mean they you know i'm i'm interested to see uh, uh luther uh we, we wanted him i, I think yep. i heard somewhere today that he did something on twitter that made people think maybe he he's uh, disenchanted uh, at Missouri. So they, they were speculating is on uh, uh dog nation's noon deal, but uh, they, of course they were speculating that uh, perhaps Kirby was going to be recruiting them during the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you can bet that uh, Saban will at some point, he loves to pick receivers out of the portal. That's his specialty. Sure. Uh, so far, uh, are the former dog isn't lighting it up for the tide so far, is he? No, he hadn't been definitely hadn't been lighting up the end zone. He, I think, he had a a modestly better game against uh Vandy, which you know, it's Vandy, so well. And if I'm Bama, I dang sure didn't want to play Arkansas after losing uh last mm -hmm. week. Uh, that that's gonna be a fun one to watch. There's a the SEC, there, there's a lot of good games this week that's going to kind of uh, sort of set the stage who the the for reals and the pretenders are. And, you know, the Vols, Vol Nation is alive, baby. 
Oh man, that that's the biggest that that's the one game on well not the biggest game on our schedule that worries me that in Kentucky. Yeah. Well, but, you know, they, they've been doing all that without their best receiver. Right. Well, and I don't love having to play them after Florida. Uh, I think I finally asked Danzler. It's only happened one other time. I think it was in, like, the 70s where we played Tennessee the week before Georgia-Florida. So, that's going to be weird. That's going to be weird. And I'll tell you what, speaking of Florida, man, they didn't give up. I mean, they had a shot there till the very end. I mean, that was a wild one. Yeah, and, you know, I, I like their coach a lot. Uh, I think he's, a you know, got football family, North Georgia, North uh, West Georgia guy. His, I guess his dad was a legend up there. And, I mean, he's, he's definitely uh, what you see is what you get. And as we know, Florida can get good really quick. Which yes. Is, which is why this year's, in, in my opinion, is so important to take advantage that, Everyone in the East, uh, you know, we have more depth than they do. Uh, thus, we should take advantage of that because, as the history books prove, you know, we're not going to beat all these teams forever. I mean, right. there, there's going to be some games dropped here and there. But this year with the schedule we have, uh, you know, Mississippi State, Kentucky, you know, November – from Florida on, we'll, we'll get a test. You know, that, that'll be the the real deal. Yes, it will. So that that's when everybody's going to be back to their traditional nervous as they can be for the entire game. You know, right now we, we need to just savor these luxurious wins where second quarter everybody's relaxing, maybe not paying as much attention to the game as they typically would, uh, which I hope is the case not only this week, but the next three really well and Stetson even got his first interception out of the way versus Kent State so you know I, it's funny last week I joked I was like uh I can't wait till when he throws an interception people be like Ooh! and I'm like <laughs> uh yes quarterbacks throw interceptions <laughs> we should put, we should put in Becker Vandergriff <laughs> he's not gonna get us where we need to go <laughs> Drives me crazy. I know. I had fun talking to one of his older brother or his his uncle, his dad's older brother, but uh, right. right before the game on Saturday. And they, of course, are having, you know, the, the ride keeps on getting better for the Bennetts. And, you know, they're, they're loving uh, that he's gotten the chance to prove what he has. And, I mean, somebody's going to draft him. Absolutely. I mean, you I know, mean, Doug Flutie played in the NFL. A lot of yeah. guys smaller than him played in the NFL. I mean, when you can make things happen with your feet and and you're able to put the ball where it needs to be, I mean, you know, everybody talked about, you know, that awesome Bowers catch a couple of weeks ago where he got his foot in. I mean, it was beautiful, but guess what? That ball was the only place it could be thrown for it to be a touchdown. Right. I mean, on the money. So right. uh, <laughs> I'm definitely glad you're pushing him for Heisman. I mean, am I the only one? I, I, I don't feel like I'm seeing the groundswell, you know, or hearing the groundswell that I should be hearing. I mean, I guess it puts the university in a weird position because you're like, okay, you know, do you do this too soon? We got right. other We got other players that could be as easily, you know, with Brock. 
uh, could be in in the discussion. Who's got Heisman odds on the on the board? Um, but of course, we got another year with Brock. But um, you know, we haven't really had a Heisman campaign since what? Who Stafford? Maybe right. not a real one since Herschel. Right. Yeah. You know, all of that will take care of itself. I mean, sure. if, he, if he keeps he keeps doing what he's doing, and we keep winning. Uh, I, and it may well come down to, you know, if Tennessee continues, you know, they, I don't know if you looked at their schedule, but it, it's about to get rough for the balls. I mean, they're going to get beat up. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course they have Alabama before us. I think that they, oh yeah, that they're, they're in Knoxville hearing how good they are this week off, but then they go to Baton Rouge. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think Alabama's not far. Yeah, what third third week in October, and uh, but if is it Hooker? That's his last name. Their quarterback, yeah. Hendon hey, Hooker. Hendon, yeah. But you know that he put up some gaudy numbers, both both Florida and Tennessee, which I love because I mean that tells me their defenses are terrible. Right. Uh, but you know he he stays on what he's doing i mean the the first saturday in november could be kind of a heisman separator totally could and you know hooker man he puts up big numbers on the ground i think he had over 100 yards rushing um last week against florida and um i'm just glad that game's going to be between the hedges yep yep and hopefully it'll be another 330 or a night game what about a night game you know, I, I like the three thirties. You know, they're perfect. Those are perfect. I, I wish it could be four thirty. That would be perfect. Well, yeah, I guess as a writer, you want it to be a day game because if it's seven thirty, you kind of lose a night. Yeah, and I mean, like our photographers, and I mean, poor old Danzler when he and Butler are doing. At least we're winning. <laughs> but imagine what it's like for two hours after a night game when we've lost, and you're taking calls from freaking people that are just <laughs> have no business jumping on the phone. <laughs> it's like a two-hour press conference that they put on with just you know shots out of the dark. They don't know who they are. They don't know what right. they're going to say. Yeah. It's- just brutal. He, he, of course, loves the noon one. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. Yeah. yeah. So you get to the house at a decent hour and have a nice dinner. Yeah. Um, so no concerns this week. I, I'm always concerned. You okay. Know, yeah. You know, like I said, the other team wants to win too. Yeah. So I know. I know. And, and I, I should feel that way. But for some reason, I'm just for this game, I'm just loose. After, yeah. I guess it's probably because of what I saw. Right. Well, and then we, we, we've proven we like to go on the road. Right. You know. Are you going on the road? I don't know yet. I've got two of our photographers going, so I'm covered for what I need. We, mm-hmm. Our Auburn issue is going to be huge of Bulldog Illustrated, so uh, 72 pages of fun are awaiting me Sunday. So, me, me, me being able to watch games and work uh, saves me. Uh, it makes it where my Sunday could be uh, n- not uh, white knuckled. Well, and, you know, you'd be also traveling in a hurricane in and out of Atlanta, which would be. Right. A like mess. I maybe had a, had a uh, seat on a plane going out of Athens, but I haven't even talked to the fellow to see if, you know, the weather 
because uh, Saturday is going to be when we're getting nailed up here. It sounds like a great day to just curl up with your remote control and just have a football frenzy. I'm looking forward to it. I don't, I don't get to do it very often. Yeah, me either. Me either. Well, Vance, thank you for joining us as always. Yeah, well, and we, we didn't talk about it, but uh, fundamental football is a simple thing, and Kirby's, Kirby Smart is teaching it. It's uh, beat the you-know-what out of the man in front of you uh, and do your assignment, and good things can happen. And, you know, I've been telling people, it's other than last week, it, it's been fun to watch because they're – not very many people are out there taking plays off and, uh, you know, we do something good. You don't have anybody acting like a Jack A. I mean, you know, it's like, give the ball back, you know, big whoop, you know, that this is what you're supposed to be. And right. it, it, it's so fun to watch. Beat a snot bubble out of the guy in front of you is yes. the name of the game. Yes. Make him where he does not want to see you ever again. Like that poor – little linebacker from Oregon that Brock Bowers road graded the entire freaking game. <laughs> <laughs> I need it, to go back and rewatch it. Oh my God. That poor guy was on skates. It was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, again, Vance, uh, stay safe this weekend. I hope you get to curl up with your remote and I uh, hope to talk to you next week. Thanks buddy. Go dogs. All right. Go dogs. It's time for this week's Lowdown with the Dog Bone Report. From the Dog Bone, we have my friend Deke Wiggins, who's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on in his world. What's up, Deke? Mad dog. Go dogs. Undefeated. Go dogs. Undefeated number one, baby. Ever since I've been reconnected with you we've been kicking some serious ass like mostly number one i should have done this show years ago <laughs> we should have done it when ray golf was our coach we should start we might have got in the top 15 we should have invented the podcast back then oh man um yeah we should you should get ray golf on the show i think he's he's back in good graces it was never him i mean post his career, but I think he was reluctant, but um, yeah, he was at the national championship. I think he was at the Oregon game. So yeah, I, I've seen him in a few games. I saw him at um, not Kent state. What was the other game that we had in Sanford. Athens? Who do we play first? Samford or Samford. Yeah. I yeah. saw him in that game. Yeah. He looks great. He, now tell me real quick about this recruiting news you have. Well, I just broke, um, Tyler, we've kind of, I mean, it's people say we struggled recruiting receivers, but the guys on our team are good. So, I mean, you know, right. we, we seem to be, I mean, A.D. Mitchell and uh, Ladd were not high recruits and they're, they're studs, you know, minus Saturday's performance by Ladd. But um, the, you know, conception or the, yeah, some, I mean, some people think we're, we're struggling. But anyway, we got a four star, um, Receiver out of South Florida was considered Miami. Unfortunately, he went to the Miami game Saturday, and they had they lost to Middle Tennessee State and had about ten thousand people there max. Um, but he's six four two ten. Wow, runs a four four. 
Oh, and wow. I, I, I just read an interview, you know, these like rivals in 24 seven, they, a lot of, a lot of times they, they know prior when a commitment's coming. Mm-hmm. And, and even if they don't, if they think it's going to happen, they'll have a story for if he commits or if, or, you know, who he commits to. And so they had quotes from the guy and he's like, um, what are your strengths? He's like, I'm uncoverable. <laughs> I'm like, That's <laughs> called that a strength. Uh, I'm six, four and I can fly. So I, I like that. Now, is he a senior this year? Or yeah. Is he, okay. He's good. A senior. Love to add that to the mix. Yeah, no doubt. And I, you know, I don't worry too much about recruiting since we've had Kirby, but um, it's always nice to, you know, bring a good one in. Um, I mean, it seems like on defense, we recruit better than anybody and we have for a few years and, and, it's obvious why, but on offense, maybe, maybe receiver, we, you know, there's room for improvement, but hell, the guys we have are good. We just got to keep getting more of them. Yeah. I can't wait to talk to our um, in-house recruiting guru, Anthony Foster about that. I don't know if you saw a couple of the shows we had with Anthony, but man, he gets down into the weeds. He's, you know, he's looking at our, he's not worried about 2023. He's worried about 2026. You know, he's, he's a guy. I can't, I can't do that. I, mean, I, I can't, can't either. You know, that's just the way he's built though. That's yeah. You know, he, I, I love that I, stuff. When I see uh, their, their classes, you know, if it's let past 2023, I'm like, what's the point? Because they're probably going to commit to two or three schools. I mean, yeah. you know, nowadays, but um, yeah, but uh, recruiting seems good. You know, dog bone, we got, we got tons of recruiting, Updates. Um, Field Street Forum is probably our best blogger for recruiting updates. And he's got probably eight to 12 every morning or most mornings on the site. So just to refresh everybody on how the dog bone works, you're, you're kind of an aggregator of, of Bulldog sports news. And during the season, obviously, it's um, it's about dogs football. So are these folks, is this the way it works like? You know, Bulldog Illustrated. They send you an, an an article, or are you guys going and pulling that, or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's automatic. Um, like Bulldog Illustrated, all their all, all their articles get pulled automatically. Um, the site's been around, believe it or not, since two thousand three. So it's been a while. Initially, I was manually doing it, and we figured out a way to um, automatically retrieve a bunch of them. Um, and now that the, the technology keeps changing, there are some sites that don't like um, dog nation. We man, I manually add those throughout the day. There's a few others, um, but the majority of the site is, is not our original content. It's articles from all the UGA football blogs, all the UGA football sites, but we do have some um, original content. We've got two, Two columnists. One is, um, you know, Daryl Huckabee, who's written like two or three books about UGA. He writes okay. two columns a week for Georgia. Right. Sometimes even more. But um, he writes a, a Sunday column after each game. And then he writes a pick em column on usually Thursday or Friday. Um, and then we also have a photographer who has passes to all the home games and he goes to pretty, pretty much 
close games, like he went to the Oregon game. Um, yeah, if, if we play in the SEC championship. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's a free site. That's the cool thing about it. Most of the, most of the stuff online you have to pay for these days. And our site's always been free. Um, in fact, if occasionally we'll au- accidentally automatically retrieve an article that it's a pay site and um, somebody points that out, we'll, we'll remove it. So yeah, that's the whole thing. It's free and, and, it's, been, and it's been popular. Haven't you replicated it though for all SEC schools? Like there's an Auburn version and a Bama version. Yeah, we have. Um, so yeah, there are, um, and some of them are more popular than others. The Bama one gets some clicks, um, the Auburn. But honestly, what we found out is most of the people going to those sites are Georgia fans that want to read about who we're playing or whatever. So, right, you know, we, me and Bert and Charles Jones and Stephen Ham are the four that are invested in it. I started the site, but... I mean, I, th- I really think the popularity of the site is because it's obviously run by Georgia fans. Right. So the other sites are still out there, but they're not. We, we have in the past have had some like younger college age or a little bit older. Like we had a Florida fan that ran the site for a little while, but it's just um, it, it, the traffic's, you know, it, it's more just a extra benefit for Georgia fans. I mean, it's, that's really our focus is just the Georgia site, the dogbone.com. So have you guys already started planning your um, 20th anniversary anniversary gala for next year since it was started in the year 2003? I I know black tie event somewhere. I don't even know if we acknowledge the 10 year, which is kind of sad. We need to do something. You need Uh, to do something. Yeah, we all every every year we all, you know, we use some of the revenue um, to pay for a really nice week in in Jacksonville. Well, we went to St. Simons for years, mm-hmm. and then last year and this year we actually are going to Ponte Vedra for the for the game, the George Florida game. Well, I, I'm not even suggesting you you pay for anything other than like have people get together just to celebrate the fact that you guys have done this and have been doing it for 20 years and it's, it's unique and it's cool. And I mean, like I said, I mean, forever, I think from 2007, I think 2007 was when I first heard about the dog bone and I asked a friend, I said, where's the one place I can go to get everything I need to know about Georgia football. And he said, Oh, it's the dog bone. So 2007 to 2021, you know, 14 years, I'm going to the site. I'm recommending this site to people when they ask me that same question. And I don't even find out that it's you guys until last year, which was the, just a super That's, happy surprise. Isn't that, that is crazy. That is, that is crazy. That, I mean, because I know you and Bert have been, you know, in contact the whole time. It's That's bizarre. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you would really know unless you. No, you wouldn't. And he probably did. he probably assumed that I knew. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but you know, we all we all tailgate for the home games. We have a really nice spot um, that it's it's a it's an on campus church that's right off of it's on Lumpkin, um, and we've had that for years. So maybe we'll throw something for a big game next year and then just say you know stop by. Uh, yeah. We need to acknowledge that for sure. And um, that'd be easy. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride for sure but you know 
it's uh it's it's a labor of love <laughs> no doubt about oh, it yeah and 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 all your hard work's paid off and now we're in the good old days with it we're in the heyday I right it lasts as long as kirby's our coach and so it looks like we've got 10 years in front of us well i don't know if i ever told you i'm pretty sure i haven't uh, but so when i I went to my first Georgia game when I was six and we, it was 79. We played Virginia and they beat us 31, nothing. And I went, my best friend, uh, his dad went to Georgia. His granddad went to Georgia. They're from Lincoln County. Um, and they went all the games. So that was the first game. And then in 1980, when I, I was seven, I went to every home game <laughs> and we had Herschel. <laughs> wow. And, and so I was like, you know, I was just blown away. I mean, you know, seven years old, and you're you go to every single home game. Um, in and fact, Herschel's a superhero. Herschel might he, as well he, be Superman. He was Superman, and yeah. um, even the, the national championship. My uh, my buddy was he didn't go. His parents went. His he stayed with me, and um, yeah, it was just like you know. From then on, I went to every game. I went to a couple games without my friend, just with his parents. But I flew to <laughs> I flew to LSU and um, Lexington when I was in high school with, with his dad. Wow. That's, uh, the, the, and the, 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 another little funny story is in 1982 when we were number one, went undefeated, we were playing Penn state for the national championship. Um, his parents, they were going to take us, you know, when we were seven, we weren't old enough, but we were nine. So of course that's, that's a proper age to take a kid to new Orleans. Sure. Right. And so they asked my parents without me knowing, and my parents had were surprising us with a trip to Disney World. And so they told they told my buddy's parents that you know that I I couldn't go because of this trip. And then my buddy's dad just let it out like before Christmas. I was so pissed the whole Disney trip. <laughs> I was just pissed. And we watched, we, we went to Disney in an RV, RV that my dad rented, and we watched the national championship on, on a TV about that big. <laughs> and I still tell my dad, I, I, I could have made the difference in that game just by being there. <laughs> right, just exactly. my, my volume of yelling would have possibly won that game. And that was the biggest disappointing loss for like, probably till we lost to Bama or maybe Florida in 2002. I mean, we've had, we've had several, but that for years, that was the one that, you know, cost us a, the national championship. Mm, man, I did not realize that you grew up going to so many just classic games. Yeah. And then when I went to Georgia, it was probably the worst stretch of Georgia football. Well, there's no doubt about it. I mean, since yeah. before Vince Dooley, I got I started at ninety one and I graduated in the winter of ninety six. We just hired um, Donnan, and so I mean, you know, God bless uh, Ray Goff, but you know that was a rough stretch, man. Yeah, I mean, that was it, if we even played Tennessee and Florida within fourteen points, that was you know a moral victory. Time. Yeah, it was rough. It was you were there. Oh yeah, I was there. Still working out in therapy, and uh, <laughs> watch, watching watching us these days is extremely therapeutic, right? Because uh, we put our time in. 
but the thing the, the cool thing about that is that as bad as it was it was a pretty short stretch when you compare it to some of our rivals i mean tennessee specifically mm-hmm. i mean they've been bad for they haven't finished in the top 10 in i think like 20 years at yeah. least 15 oh yeah it's been fun to watch yeah it doesn't hurt my feelings a bit no bunch of orange clad hillbillies serves them right yeah well they're uh they're high right now but i, I was I, I know vance pretty well because you know just for the through the websites and i listen to him and they do have a tough stretch for sure um when i saw we were playing florida and tennessee back to back that blew my mind too i was like i mean those are our two big, i still even though tennessee's been down i consider those our two biggest games to win the east Mm-hmm. Um, but you know Tennessee plays Kentucky the week before we play them, and they play Alabama the week before that. So it's not like they're going to come in, you know, fresh. They're going to be beat up. And yeah, they are. Hooker's hurt right now, and if they ro- keep running him as much as they did, he's going to be real beat up by the time they they play us. Um, but that's going to be that's going to be a, a rocking game for sure. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, that's the game of the year as far as Georgia's home schedule goes by far. Yeah. Because it ain't going to be Tech. No, no, it's not going to be Tech. That'll, um, be our, that'll be a get well game. Yeah, unless they can hire uh, Deion Sanders before that game. then. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that might the, be a tough ticket. Who's, who's in the rumor mill right now? I heard Deion's name's thrown around. Who else? I don't know. I mean, I, that's not a fact. I, I, I was actually on the road all day today. So I listened to XM radio and um, every three hours or two hours, they have a new show and every show brought up Deion Sanders to tech without any knowledge, just about the, because of his connection to Atlanta, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. and they would have a guest on, they had um, the, uh, the show that Rick Neuheisel's on had, I forgot the guy's name. He used to be, uh, he used to be the Georgia tech announcer and his dad was a long time announcer too. Um, he's from Atlanta, but he, he knows what's going on. And they asked him flat f- straight up, you know, would, would that be a good fit? And he's like, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't think so because of the tech is tech's going to, would have to really change their, some of their academic stuff and just the way they view football, some of the investments, some, I mean, mm-hmm. they've got a big decision to make, you know, do they want to continue to, I mean, do they want to go down the path of big time college football or at least try to, or do they just want the academics to be the main thing because they're going to get so left behind in, in facilities and just kind of commitment and they they already have kind of, but you know, the on the flip side, they're right there in the heart of probably the most fertile, uh, fertile re- recruiting area in the nation. I mean, right there with like Miami and L.A. and Dallas, and, and maybe even more. But I mean, who wants to go play at Tech in front of fifteen thousand nerds? <laughs> when you could go to Georgia or any other big school, you know, that, that really takes it seriously. So they're, they're in a tough spot, which is fine with me. 
Yeah, me too. I, I struggle with whether I even want to play them. I mean, it's great to beat up on them. But, you know, once every 10 years, they'll come up and ruin a season. And is it better for us to be playing Clemson or somebody like that? Notre Dame. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And I, I, I can't believe that I would think that now. But it's there's so, it's so lopsided um, that I don't think there's any way they can beat us um, unless they run a kind of a gimmicky offense, the way things are set up. I mean, things can change for sure, but um, the way the series is right now, I wouldn't, I would be fine if Georgia said, look, we'll play you home twice to away once and take it or leave it. Or, or something, or something that's, you know, that's, it shouldn't be a, I mean, it really doesn't matter. We, when we play them away, we were in eighty percent of the stadium, and I think that drives them crazy too. But they're on the verge of getting past, and they might have already got past by Georgia State and Georgia Southern. Yeah, I mean, they're almost past the point of no return as far as that program goes. And you, you're right; they're kind of at a crossroads. They got to make a decision. You know, are we are we even going to try and be a football school? Which, if they just completely, you know shuttered their football program that would be hilarious but i mean it's something for them to consider i mean are they making money off of it i mean every time i go into dicks there's not much georgia stuff but there's plenty of tech stuff because nobody's buying it i mean who right. wants to buy any tech merch yeah it'll be uh it'll be interesting to follow for sure um but yeah it's what's funny is i mean I only really remember the games we lost to them. Yeah. Which is only about, you know, a handful. You know, phantom exactly. phantom fumbles and things like that. Yeah. Ray Goff actually won his last five against Tech. So there you <laughs> he, go. That was the one thing that he could do. Right. Could do that. <laughs> that was his specialty. Yeah. Well, Deke, man, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, hear all your insight and all the things that you are able to to see and hear by virtue of, you know, not only your love for the dogs, but by, by running the dog bone and, and man, I just, I appreciate it so much. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks for promoting the site and, um, you know, let's keep doing it and I'll, I'll, I'll jump on anytime I can. All right, man. I appreciate it. Let's go in the basement with, Buffalo. Buffalo, what's up? Hey, I had a nice uh, relaxing vacation last week. I got my thoughts together. Uh, Good. I was off. Uh, enjoyed myself. Well, I covered for you. I told everybody you were on special assignment, working on <laughs> well, a scathing expose. I was. I was. <laughs> we can't talk. That'll come out later in the season. Okay, good. Try to go incognito on all that. Good. Yes. Let's do that. Let's keep that under wraps. Yes, sir. So what are you thinking? Uh, what are you feeling? Uh, the Kent State game, uh, just a moment on that. I, I agree with your earlier point uh, about Ladd. I, I, I think I heard a few, there were a few boo birds in the stadium, maybe even during his uh, miscues. Come on, man. We can't, I mean, that guy's, that guy's money. So we can't, we can't be doing that, man, that guy. 
Right. Uh, he, he, he's a, he's a, he's a, uh, integral part of this thing and he's, he's done nothing but greatness for us. So we need to, like you said, man, a, a 19, 20 year old has a little bit of a rough day, man. Let's, let's, let's lay off of him on social media and, uh, and, and, and he'll pay dividends as he always has. Absolutely. Could not agree more with that. Yeah. And, uh, who did you want the, who were you wanting the nickname for? Early uh, smile. smile London. Oh, okay. Well, I've jotted down a few. A few okay, ones. yeah, let's hear them. And I might just, I might, I might try a, a little Chris Berman on these nicknames. If, if do it. Okay. Oh yeah, know, do it. I don't know now if this is not the greatest. Y'all tell me, but uh, I'll, I'll start off. <clears throat> I jotted them down so I don't have them committed to memory. Uh, eh, eh, smile. Eh. Monday, bloody Monday. If, if, if you will, if you will, Mad Dog. Uh, smile, Monday Bridge is uh, falling down. Uh, smile, uh, you're on a candid camera, Monday. Uh, uh, well, uh, maybe, 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 uh, maybe. Uh, Smile, rainy days, and Munden will always get you down. <laughs> that's it. That's the one. That's the one he would pick. That, that was a dead, just spot on Berman. Okay. Well, you asked for a few nicknames. I, I jotted them down, and uh, I thought, in the honor of Chris Berman, I would do them that way. Yeah, and I can't figure out: Do you play off the smile, or do you pay off the Munden? I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe your viewers can uh, can uh, uh, expound on his nickname this week and send some. Uh, Someone far more creative than me can come up with something. Yeah, those were just some of the ones off the top of my head. Yeah, well, I, I you know, I, I haven't had an original thought maybe ever. So uh, as far as the nickname game goes, I don't, I don't know if I'm the guy, but certainly we can come up with something for that guy because he's been playing awesome. He has. He has been playing really well, and it's it's great to see these young guys just getting in there and uh, and throwing down. I mean, it's like you said. I'm glad you read out some of those numbers because it's trying to relearn this roster this year, especially defensively, is has been kind of a chore. Uh, you know, I'm, I feel sometimes I'm like, who? And they watching the game. Who's that? I'm like. Uh, you know, and usually last year and the year before, you you knew everybody. So we're, we're just getting to know a whole new crop that's uh, carrying the torch. And I think they learned under the under the guys before them. And uh, you know, it's an exciting season. And I'm not worried about Missouri at all this week. Yeah, I'm not either. Um, it's, it's, uh, I just picture. I, I don't like the feel of their stadium just from what I see on TV. It's like the, the fans are removed from the field. They're, they're not close enough to the field. It's weird. And every time you watch it on TV, it's, it's almost like the sound is muted. You can't even hardly hear them, even when they're doing good. It's just odd. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of space around. You see a lot of air when the, when the camera, you know, the, I, I can't remember that state. Is, the, or the, is one of the end zones or both clear? I can't remember. Are they? Are they bowled in or are they cleared out? On the, is there no stands on, on the end zones? Nobody knows because nobody cares. Nobody <laughs> goes there. Are you I've sure not? Been there. I haven't either. And I don't have a desire to go. 
I know they used to have that old 1960s diamond pattern deal in the end zone. I don't know if they're running that this year, but it it looked like an old, uh, you know, John Hadle running the San Diego Chargers circa 1964 end zone with the weird <laughs> logos that said Missouri and then Tigers on the other end. Uh, so it does have an old, kind of like Stegman used to be before they upgraded the lighting. Uh-huh. Uh, in our basketball games, right? Dark. And and Mississippi State <laughs> always used to be like that in basketball. It's just it's, it's so dark and it's dreary, and the games were usually that way, and, and they just they just kill you to sit there and watch watch them I, on TV. I don't think I went to a single basketball game when I was at Georgia. That's terrible. But I don't think I did. Well, I went to several when Shaq was in town. I went always and they usually went to kentucky and i usually go see well i used to go see the other teams right which is ugly <laughs> endorsement on our team uh i don't i don't mean to disparage hugh durham but uh we our teams were okay back then but they well the, the, you know the biggest mystery in all of uga sports is why we can't consistently put a good product on the court in basketball and i'm i'm hopeful because i got nothing else but hope in this new coach that he's going to turn things around well I, yeah you and i both i don't know he 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 did okay at florida i mean he was a weird florida. pick yeah he was a weird pick. yeah it's I like thought, uh, it's like coaching <laughs> coaching football at george at basketball at georgia is like coaching football at missouri nobody wants to do it you yeah know? <laughs> you know what you i mean got that right uh and i, I heard you and uh Deep talking about tech. You know, I saw a list that had both Jeff and uh, had had both Monken brothers on the on the list, and I can't imagine uh, wanting that job unless you just wanted to live in Atlanta, get a good check until you got fired. Which, hey, that's kind of the mo for a lot of coaches. These well, then they got to give the guy the next guy a little bit of time. Yeah. Because things are so bad now so maybe you can't just bankroll a bunch of money so i mean but falls. what was what, what was colin what was colin's buyout it was a million uh, 11 million dollars i believe so that's I, why the, i think that's why the athletic director got cranked for that deal yeah yeah uh, but i mean what a deal i mean you come in you do terrible hey we're so sick of you doing terrible we want you to leave here's 11 million bucks <laughs> so, I mean, sign, nice gig, right? sign me up i think i could have done as well as he did yeah and i, I think i also heard i didn't know this but i heard today on the radio that, that he that collins came to work monday and nobody really told I me mean, he just showed up to work like Raphael belliard used to come to the Braves spring training even though they kind of released <laughs> him he just kept showing up and saying if i show up they won't let me go I'll just have a position. But he shows up, and I guess they're like, you didn't tell him, you didn't tell him. <laughs> so they finally had to be like, hey, man, you're fired. They get the uh, janitor to tell him. Exactly. It's kind of an awkward situation. Because I thought I knew he was fired Sunday night, but I guess he didn't. So he went to work. Well, it's like Harson. They talk about firing him for so long, you just think it's not going to happen until it does. I mean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who does, who does Auburn have this week? Is it LSU at LSU? I think so, yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't think they're going to make it through that one either. 
They're going to pull a Lane Kiffin and just tell him to stay on the tarmac at the airport. That's right. <laughs> well, they got another miracle. They got what's up with Jordan Hare? I mean, how many strange things could happen in that building? I mean, they got a gift the other day. Uh, oh, absolutely gift wrapped. I could not believe what I was watching. It, I, I, I'm just glad it didn't happen to, to me. That's, that's what I said. When I saw that, I go, man, I, I, if we lost a game like that, I might just, I don't know what I'd do. I, I would be on a suicide watch. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but over there it doesn't matter because they know that they're not going to have a great season. I mean, the expectations are low. This is almost a lost season. They're like, let's suck. Let's get rid of Harson. He was a weird choice to begin with. I mean, why you bring in – I'm going to use the why word here, but why do you bring a Yankee in to the Deep South to coach at Auburn, which is dysfunctional to begin with because it's not even run by their administration. It's run by a bunch of rich rednecks. So, I mean, it's just odd. You know, I mean, I think as odd as Brian Kelly. There's another example, the same thing. And I just hope they continue to waller in, uh, in, in, the, in the swamp uh, with, with his, under his uh, command, because I don't think, I just don't see him with LSU. I, I don't know. I know the national media thought it was great, but I just don't. He's a Yankee down in, uh, down at LSU, and I just, that doesn't seem like it's going to mix to me. Yeah, I mean, a Yankee in Cajun country, those people are just a whole other breed to begin with. It's, and and, yeah. and he, he is an absolute not a fit. I think that was just because of uh, their AD likes to make a big splash. He couldn't get Lincoln Riley, so he had to get a name. And Brian Kelly saw the handwriting on the wall. He beat Newt Rockney for most wins. He knew he was never going to be able to compete for a championship in Notre Dame. So he was like, hey, they're going to back the Brinks truck up. I'll take their money to run. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, hey, who's laughing now? I mean, I, I'm I'm saying that, but he's he's uh you know he's a lot better off than I am as I sit here in the basement. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any buyouts. Me either. <laughs> Me either. I, I I actually refinished my own bathroom this weekend. That, that's where I am. So whatever. I, who am I to make fun of? Brian Kelly and, and Jeff Collins. Well, you know, <laughs> same goes for me, but you know, somebody's got to make fun of them, and it's not like exactly. we're the exactly. it's not like we're the only ones. Yeah, uh, and I mean, you know what? Brian Kelly could easily be undefeated right now. He could be. Now could he's be, he's yeah. got the meat in front of him of his schedule. Yeah, and uh, you're right, and he's he's gonna he's gonna lose some games coming up. He's got some big OLs following him, but. One thing I'll say about them is apparently they were complaining about not getting the uh, 3.30 on the October 8th uh, game where we got it against Auburn, and then Alabama gets the night game, and, and, and LSU's all been out of shape. They're a nooner. Who well, do they think they are? I know, well, exactly. I mean, beat L uh, FSU on week one, and, and maybe you have a, a, a little bit of a case, but – you can't dictate uh, – I mean, yeah, who do you think you are? You know? <laughs> right. Brian Kelly, pages. the nerve of these people. Do something first, Brian Kelly. We don't care what happened at Notre Dame with your nobody-nothing schedule of has-been logos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then what else? Oh, Tennessee, man. Now, they're just – Tennessee's just – 
just on cloud nine. Now they just beat, I don't know if everybody realizes this. It's been out there. I said it two weeks ago that Florida was two and nine over their last 11 SEC games. Now they're two and 10. Uh, is that reason to think you're back, Josh Heupel? Really? I, that's a great point. That's a great stat. That's a great stat. I'm glad you brought that back up. I mean, I'm not uh, – I, I think Tennessee will bust a couple on us. Uh, I'm not that stupid to think they won't. I mean, they're, they're going to – they didn't have their big receiver Tillman last week. Uh, he was out, and, and he's a big threat. And I think that they will, they will hit us. But I think every – I mean, what do we have? One punt in the Oregon game, zero punts against Kent State. I look for the over-under in our punts in the Tennessee game to be about one and a half. That would be that's where I would set the line on that. I don't think they're going to stop us. They'll score some, but I think we're going to score big whenever we get to that point. I'm not trying to jump ahead, but no, no, that's fine because that's again the the, the biggest worry on my schedule is one A is Tennessee, one B is Kentucky. Um, mainly because of Hooker. I mean, I just think he's such a just a difference maker with his feet. He is. He is, and I with our young defense. But I'm, I'm glad we're playing November 5th because as as we were talking, as y'all were talking earlier, he'll probably be a little more beat up then, especially yep. the, the teams he's got to play coming up. And, and, and I think our younger defense will have a lot more experience, and hopefully we can, you know, counteract a little bit of his, his footwork when we see him in uh, early November. Yeah, you're right. We'll have a ton of tape on him. We might have to spy him. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see if he's still walking by then. Yeah. So they got Alabama. Did they play Kentucky before they play us? No. Uh, well, I say that. I, I think they don't. They usually – and now usually it doesn't work anymore. But they usually uh, play Kentucky this – second to last game of the year, and I think they are after us. Usually they close out with Vanderbilt, and they play Kentucky right before that. So I, I don't know if that's still holding true, but I don't think that's on their schedule until after we play them. Gotcha. Um, I, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for that to get here, but at the same time, I'm like, no, I don't want that to get here. You know, it's, I, want, I want it to stay fall. I want it to stay September. Like, I'm glad the heat's about to break, but you know, you, you blink your eyes and the season's over and we're just I know. languishing till next year. That's exactly right. I mean, they, 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 this, this, the fall season rips through faster than any other part of the year and the summer's the slowest. We're dragging up to it. It, it seems like it's never going to get here. And then when it gets here, I'm always like, man, we're halfway through our schedule. Where'd it go? And, well, and I mean, so, you're right. I mean, we're a third of the way through it. I mean, September, as far as football goes, in the rearview mirror for us. Exactly. And, uh, I, you know, we need to savor, as as I said, we're not always going to be in this position. I guess unless the Mad Dog show continues on years and years into the future, maybe this just rolls on. You know, I'm really taking care of myself these days. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, down, I'm down to one vice, um, chewing tobacco, and uh, my family's threatening to break me of that, which, you know, I don't think that would be very nice. Um, That's right. But, well, I quit that. I had that one for years and years, as many people 
maybe watching this show know I was one of the bigger ones, but I, I finally shook that one. Uh, how did how did you how did you do it? I mean, it's more addictive than heroin or oxycotton. Not that I'm ever tried either one of those, but from what I hear, um, prayer and meditation. Dentist, when the dentist throws up pictures of your mouth on a sixty-inch TV in front of you, and starts doing a PowerPoint on why you need to quit <laughs> quit all this, it'll get your attention. But that doesn't help me. That that's fine. They're scaring you. Well, like, did you get on gum? Did you get on a patch? Was it hypnosis? What all of it? What did I did do? the. Uh, I did the. Uh, what's the uh, weird drug? I don't. Chantix. Know yes, I did that one. The one that gives you nightmares and you right, killed all these people. Right. I did that. That was that. And it does give you horrific nightmares. I had to dose down a little bit on that thing because it was it was every night was a was an evening with Charles Manson. So. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up. I, 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 that helped. That worked. And then I kind of slipped up on a fishing trip one time, and then I kind of started back. But then I, uh, I don't know, the Zen, the Zen, a little Zen pouch thing. Right, that, yeah. work. It's not the same, but it'll get you through. You can never go in. I know this. You can never go inside a convenience store. You, you have to pay for your gas at the pump. You cannot go inside because those little... Those little discs are calling your name from behind the cash register lady. They are, and they've gone up twofold since the last time I bought. I look at the prices. I'm always looking when I'm at the counter, like, oh, look, there's some Copenhagen back there. And it's like $7 a can now. So it's, I'm well, happy when I turn away and leave. Right, yeah. You're like, think of all the money I've saved. <laughs> Except it's or gone. Or all the money I lost 30 years <laughs> Before that, <laughs> right? But you're not saving any money. It's just going in your gas tank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that's another story. It uh, always finds a home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, should we try and bring our gambling guru Dogger on the show? I think so. Let's see what the Dogger's got. All right. We need some money, man. Let's see if we can bring him the mystery man. Dogger, are you with us? We can't hear Dogger. I know he was sheltering in place from our bad dog. I am here. There he is. There he is. What's up? We're we're glad you're here with us, man. I know that yeah. the hurricane has been an issue with you, but you're in it has. I have, yeah, absolutely. I have some family that uh, had to desert their place, Anna Marie Island, and get up here and. It was a struggle to get up here, but happy to have them here. And uh, so you, now you have two new uh, watchers. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I'm sure that the only reason they're going to be watching is to hear your gambling prowess. <laughs> well, that prowess, that, uh, all that great so far. Well, you know, we don't have to focus on the we don't have to focus on the, your results as much. It's just all the, the fun insight that you have. <laughs> I have to give my updates. Uh, All right, you, let's hear. Always a great show. Uh, let's see. The uh, uh, by the way, I was going to say Bobber's interpretation earlier it had a lot of Buck Hurley in it. Not some, not so much uh, ESPN dude. The, uh, <laughs> I appreciate it, Brad. I appreciate it. Hard. <laughs> How'd you do last week? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So I always give an update on the dogs uh, with dogs winning 39-22. Kent covered, unfortunately, by, by 28. And the uh, the total went under by half a point. 
Wow. So one thing I haven't mentioned on the show before, it's always good to buy the hook. So uh, I talked to a, a, another friend of ours in Atlanta, and he said, Craig, remember to tell them, or daughter, remember to tell them to buy the hook. Now uh, explain, so you know explain, to our, explain to our viewers and listeners what you mean when you refer to a hook. Exactly. So the total in the Georgia game was 61 and a half. And so the total ended up being 61. So if you're in Vegas and you want to buy the half, you can buy it. You spend an extra 10% and that would have allowed you to push instead of having a loser. So it's always, in my opinion, always good to buy the hook when it's going to be, when you think it's going to be close to Vegas has it cor correct to the total. So just for the folks who may not be, you know, gamblers, the hook is the half a point. That is correct. And when you push, what is it that you do? You lose nothing. Zero. You lose it's a nothing. push. Exactly. Nope. A my mom, my mom may be listening. I want her to understand. <laughs> uh, recap from last week. It's We're getting a little bit better, but the Thursday night cracker went one and one. Coastal Carolina blew out Georgia State. I had Georgia State. It did go over. Um Got a little concerned on that, but one and one, but it's still a loss because it, you have to win both sides of that. Um, SEC straight ups, uh, they went one, one and one. Uh, Missouri covered, crazy fumble there at the uh, at the end to beat Auburn, or maybe possibly could have beat Auburn. Uh, and then Tennessee didn't hang on to cover against Florida, and um, the push obviously was A and M with Arkansas. Missing that field goal with it hitting the top of the, the pylon and, and not going through. That's uh, the kind of the, stuff that just drives gamblers crazy, isn't it? I mean, stuff like, you know, the, the Missouri game and the, the, the field goal in the Arkansas game getting the top of the tail, uh, uh, the uh, field goal. You're I mean, right. Absolutely. That's, yeah, they're bad beats. I mean, you, you watch it on, um, on ESPN with Stanford Steve. He lo I love that little episode where they do bad yeah. beats. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so much fun. I mean, I don't pay attention to uh, that random Arkansas State or somebody getting a bad beat at the last second. Uh, so, but yeah, they pay attention to it just because Stanford Steve is the gambler. So, um, the let's see, we wonder one one on those the ten team another rest of the recap the ten team monster cracker that would pay <laughs> seven fifty to one. <laughs> that one's four and six, which last week was three and seven. So I'm, I'm gaining on it. I'm getting better. Okay. It's early It's early in the season. And then, uh, so let's go into this week. Thursday night parlay. We're going to do, I'm going to do this every week, a Thursday night parlay, just because it's early in the week and I can kind of have a sense or at least try to have a sense for uh, when we're doing on Tuesday night, uh, what's going on Thursday night. So I'm going to go BYU – no, excuse me. I'm going to go Utah State plus 24 against BYU. And then under in that game, under 60 and a half. And for that, if you bet $10, you win $30. It's a three-to-one, and you must win both sides. Okay. Any uh, opinion, Bobber? I need, I need uh, like Bert last week. Uh, I, I don't know a lot about Utah State. <laughs> but 
right, let's and then three S. BYU, B, you know, BYU had a, you know, they got a handle by Oregon, which was kind of a good sign for us, I thought. I uh, but I, I'm not sure on Utah State, so I don't have an opinion uh, necessarily uh, gambling. On okay. That. Fair enough. You'll probably have an opinion on these next three. So I'm, I'm always okay. going to do a three straight up SEC picks. So All Ole right. Miss is minus six and a half against Kentucky. And I am taking Ole Miss minus six and a half. Ole Miss. That's at, Ole Miss minus six and a half against Kentucky. I'm taking Ole Miss. Wow. Uh, Alabama is minus 17 and a half against Arkansas at Arkansas. I'm taking Arkansas plus 17 and a half. And then you have Mississippi State minus three and a half against AM. I know AM didn't look good, but they won the game. I'm going to take AM plus three and a half. Those all sound solid. You're not as contrarian. Whoa. You're not as contrarian this week. As I'm you not, were last week, like like I said, uh, Mad Dog, it, it's uh, early in the season. I, I was only two weeks into it, so you're still getting I your am. feet up under you. Still getting your feet up under you. I am, I am. And then my three team uh, college football teaser, and these are all going to be totals. Okay, they just seem like they're kind of bouncing all over the place. Wisconsin against Illinois, the total is 43 and a half. I'm going over, so I move it 10 points, going over 33 and a half. And then Baylor playing Oklahoma State, the total is 56 and a half. I'm going over 46 and a half. That should, I really, I'm looking forward to watching that game. That should be a good game. And then Florida State, this line looks crazy to me as far as the total. Florida State, or excuse me, Florida State 66 total against Wake. I'm going to go under 76. Do you have an over-under for Michigan-Iowa? Uh, <laughs> well, I can get one real quick. I don't have it written out here. I have, I it? do have well, it on that. Let's put Buffalo on that. Buffalo, well, talk, to, talk to Buffalo real quick. I can find it real fast. Now well, you... Iowa, Iowa actually scored last week a little bit, uh, but but they've they've uh, I think the first week they first two weeks they scored two safeties and a field goal for right. seven. Yep. And then the next week they scored seven. Right. I think they scored a touchdown somehow. I don't, right. I don't know. Uh, and then I think this past week that they scored twenty four or seven, maybe they exploded. Yeah, yeah, they went, they went crazy. They went arena ball on uh, here, there, playing. I, don't know playing, I did notice that score, but I would, I would, I would be really shy to bet an over of any kind in an Iowa game uh, if it was much over ten. Uh, well, I mean, it's Michigan, so that adds a little layer of complexity yeah, to it. Much okay, over thirteen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know it's, it's going to be a weird number. That's why I'm curious as to what it is. Are you talking about the total? I'm talking about yes. the total. Minus ten and a half in the game. Hold on, I'll get your total. Uh, I had the uh, Michigan's favored by ten and a half, and the total is forty-two. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Michigan so, forty, so that, but that's Iowa not one two. Of my, um, Thirty-one ten. Say that again. Yeah. 
I said, 31 10 yeah. Michigan. Well, I, I actually, I have like Iowa. That. So I'll, I'll go ahead and finish my my 10 team cracker that'll pay you 750 to one. Okay. That's what I ended up paying last week. Okay. The one I went four, four, uh, went four and six on. So here are my 10. You have Louisville minus 15 and a half against Boston College. Boston College plus 15 and a half. Air Force minus 14 against Navy. Air Force, they're really good this year. So Air Force minus 14. All right. Michigan minus six against Iowa. Iowa at home plus six. Mm, I like it. Oh, you're taking the Hawkeyes. Yeah, right? I'm not a fan of. You always loved Hayden Fry back in the old days. <laughs> What's that? You always loved Hayden Fry back in the old days. I did. I did. But I'm not a big fan of yeah, you, you and I. And Iowa, a pair of those little square sunglasses like you had. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you're exactly right. You, yeah, we didn't like when we crossed over to Michigan or or we went into Iowa. We didn't like either place. But uh, uh, Arkansas, Alabama's minus uh, – no, excuse me. Alabama's total is 61. I'm going over 61. Uh, Iowa State is minus three and a half against Kansas. I am going Iowa State. I think the Kansas run ends. I agree. I like it. Ooh. Yeah, this I just hot, uh, what's his name, Leopold or something like that. Yeah, that's uh, got to end. Yeah, it's got to end. Uh, Fresno State minus twenty four. This actually, well, never mind. I'm not gonna say that because it's a jinx. Uh, Fresno State minus twenty four gets UConn. UConn plus twenty four. That's intriguing. That's that's just so off the radar. <laughs> those two teams. <laughs> Uh, and then we have Texas, uh, yeah, minus 10 against West Virginia. Just uh, because family is up there, not who's here right now, but just because family's up there, they like West Virginia, so we're going West Virginia. JT Daniels shows up. JT Daniels, he looked good last week. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have Michigan or Maryland minus 7.5 against Michigan State. Michigan State, this is a contrarian one right here because Michigan State's looked terrible. Awful. I'm just hoping that they and that's at home at Michigan State. I'm I'm just not that I like that one a lot, but I'm I'm hoping that uh, Michigan State shows up. I hate I hate it for Mill, but it ain't working out this year. Yeah, you're right, Bobber. Man, that is the most contrarian pick of the whole ten. Was that it is, which which I mean sometimes you have to do that. That's why Vegas is Vegas. So, so 10 bucks when you wait, wait, I, okay. Hold on, I have two more. Okay, yeah. Uh, Coastal Carolina minus 10 against Southern. I'm gonna go Southern, I'm gonna rebound plus 10. And then a team I've been talking to a bunch of guys over in Columbus that are big Auburn fans. LSU minus nine against Auburn at home. I mean, they're they've told me not that I even asked. They just all said Auburn is terrible. So that's seven, my uh, that's my ten. So seven fifty to one, twenty bucks wins you fifteen grand. Uh, in that case, fifteen fifty two. 
Fifty-two more bucks. Huh? Fifty-two more bucks. You got a red lobster with fifteen thousand fifty-two. A hundred bucks wins you seventy-five thousand. Yeah, that's correct. In theory. In theory, I mean, uh, so I went three and seven. What's that? That's a tough bet to bring home, but you know. Well, you never know. Risk a little, win a lot. Have fun while you're doing it. You're not exactly. going to find that in the stock market. You're not. Right. Yeah. So it's worth throwing out there. And I'm nowhere near saying I, I know. I mean, so I went three and seven, now four and six. So maybe next week I go five and five. By the end of the season, I go 10 and 0. Oh. There you go. Maybe I, this week, man. Not, not, not <laughs> at the end of the season. I, right I, I, I mean, I feel that something about these picks this week, I just feel like he may have just nailed it. <laughs> well, I love a D dub. It could be the it could be the hurricane factor, you know, with the added you know energy in his house. Uh, yes, right. Air they, they definitely brought yeah. They brought some energy. I had to cook out of nowhere. I had to just yeah come up create recipes and so this was this was done a lot faster. And and I I asked family about you know his opinion and I think he knows what he's doing. Interesting. That's that's. Mm. You got me. You got me thinking. You got me thinking. <laughs> thinking about not betting. <laughs> That's always a smart thing. You never lose. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, this hurricane, the air pressures are going haywire. You know, I think it may have, may have, may have injected Craig into being a. a, a you're right. I think. I think this one has a chance. I'm calling eight and two at the worst on that. 10-team mega cracker. I, I think you're right. I mean, it, it's going to come down to Fresno State and UConn, and it's going to come down to maybe <laughs> maybe Maryland and Michigan State. Those are the two. My uh, my family my family is here. Really likes Maryland. They really no, excuse me. Like a, wow. I'm sorry. No, I miss I misspoke. Really likes Michigan State. Sorry. Okay. You know, I, yeah. I can't argue with that. I just want to know the logic on the call of UConn and the Fresno State Bulldogs. Uh, there's, it'd be, it'd, we'd be on the on the uh, call for another twenty minutes. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of data that got crunched there, to come up yeah, with that pick. There is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dogger, for your expert picks as always. And thank you, Buffalo, for your expert insight. Your Thank you very much. Your spot on Chris Berman. Yeah, let's uh let's see how we do there in uh Columbia this week and uh yeah, this week. yeah. We, we we gotta go to that crappy stadium but I'm going to my high school reunion this week and, and I remember the last time I did that we played Missouri uh, uh at <clears throat> that same time and we beat we beat we beat him to death uh, up there so I'm thinking that's gonna happen again. I think you're right. As long as Baylor whoops Macaulay, man, I'll be in good shape. Oh wow, that's this weekend. Tall order, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Hey, Bobber, what, what's what's the line on that? Uh, Macaulay's won five years in a row. We're we rocking in a new coach. Uh, Chris Angel's got so it going on. We're undefeated. They're undefeated. I was we'll gonna see. say, yeah, you got the Chris Angel factor. That's right. That's right, man. And I, I'm I'm saying I'm gonna give Macaulay just I'm gonna give Macaulay like a 
I'm going to favor them about two points just based on history. So I don't know how to be a real. It could be. It could be in the rain. It could be. A, it could be a sloppy game. Well, I hear and, uh, Baylor and I'll set the, the total slop. forty-five. <laughs> okay. Like the like I like the under in that one. Well, good luck to Baylor. Yeah, I think right, I, I think they overdid it. Hey, and it's seriously tell Chris and Peggy hello from the Mad Dog. I will do it. I'll tell them the Mad Dog show gave him a big shout out. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks again. Right. See you next Later. week. Thanks, Mad Dog. Thank you. Goodbye, dogger. Good luck on the mega cracker. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, we're going to do the top 12 with a twist. We started number one, which is obviously the University of Georgia Bulldogs, the defending national champions. Us never gets old saying we are number one. At two, the whining cheaters of Alabama. Turd, the Ohio State brown eyed chin nuts with a tip of the hat to Rappin Ross D and Todd Mickler, middle Georgia QB legend. At four, it's Michigan because, again, the mainstream sports media has to push this narrative so at the end of the year they can hype Ohio State and Michigan like they do every year. Clemson, also because the mainstream media needs an ACC team to keep that fan base in that joke of a conference interested. Six, the Trojans of the University of South, Car South Carolina. No, not South Carolina, Southern California. The mainstream media, in this case, is slobbering all over themselves that they might finally have a Pac-12 team in the college football playoff. Again, seven, Kentucky. Why is it Kentucky at number four? Answer, they're in the SEC. Eight, Tennessee. Why aren't they number four? Same answer. Nine, Oklahoma State. Why are the reverse cowgirls here at all? I'll tell you why. OU is out and Texas is out, and the pollsters need a Big 12 team. 10, NC State, furthering the false narrative that the ACC has any decent teams and trying to give them a potential team in the college football playoff. 11, PSU, the pedophilia state fighting Sanduskies, enough said. 12, Utah, whose biggest claim to fame is they lost to a team in the SEC that has two losses. At least one of their teams is in it. But here is what the top 12 should be based on the fairest test of all, and that is the eye test, and it's real easy, so here we go. Georgia at one, followed by Bama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio State, who, by the way, has their fifth home game in a row this week to open the season, USC, the California one, Clemson, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Oregon, Utah, and at 12, it's either Texas A&M or it's the field. Regardless. Half of the teams in the top 12 are from the SEC, which leads me to this. It leads me to this nightmare that's barreling down the tracks at the college football playoff committee, and that is this. The day is coming when this playoff rolls out that the final four is going to be four SEC teams. And one of those teams isn't going to be Oklahoma, and the other one's not going to be Texas. It's going to be a final four of the SEC. So how about them apples? Let's end on that deep thought. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to our guests. And thanks to you for joining us. Hope you're going to enjoy this new format. I know we are. It's going to allow us to add a lot of production value to this. 
and a lot of data to this. Remember, if you want these shirts, if you want Mailman from Heisman, if you are in Macon, go to Corporate Connection on Forsyth Road. Go see Brad Michael. If you are not in Macon, go to www.themaddog.com. T-H-E-M-A-D-D-A-W-G.com. So, Mad Dog Magic is growing slowly and will reach a crescendo simultaneously with our second natty. Peace out, Mad Dogs.